Well, good afternoon and welcome to Your DIY Health here on the Eurofolk Radio Network. I'm your host, Sergeant Jim Ram, retired. You can call me Sarge. And it is Monday, what is it, November 15th. Good grief. <laughs> I can't believe how fast this year's going. You know, just watching all this crap go by. But uh, we're back from vacation and uh, I'm going to dispense with all the. Uh, uh, disclaimers because we're not going to be talking about health stuff at least you know i'm not sure how long john will be able to be with us but uh, he'll be coming on here shortly and we'll be discussing uh your uh, good grief uh hyperfund and i'll tell you what it has worked like a charm for me i, I called in on roger's show last week uh, once and mentioned that uh, this is the first vacation i've taken where finances was not a concern you know i wasn't going to go out and go hog wild but virtually everything we wanted to do we did and uh, didn't have to worry about it being paid for it was paid for before we left uh, ohio in the first place and uh, all thanks to this uh, this program that uh, we've come across called hyperfund that is just performing exactly the way they claim and um, has been just a godsend to say the least you know as other things uh, you know, the way um, this garbage with the um, uh, supply chain and things like that, I've, I've experienced a drop in income from my longevity business. Uh, it's held on quite well, uh, better than I expected, really, um, over the last year and a half. But it is starting to slow down where people are reaching the point where um, they can't get as much of their uh, supplements as they want to or uh, whatever the case and they're they're having to to cut make cuts here and there and i've had uh, a situation come along where you know income has been dropping as a matter as a result of that but thank goodness hyperfund has more than made up the difference um you know we've been managing to do okay but um uh, it was getting to the point where there was a little bit less uh, money left at the end of the month than normal. And Hyperfund has really come in and taken up the slack. And the best part of this system is it's not going to go down. It's going to continue to go up, 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 up. <laughs> and uh, my wife is now starting to sweat some more bullets over her job situation. Uh, the other day we got an uh, email from a friend of hers as we were driving home from uh, Tennessee and uh, it would appear that the uh, company, the group she works for is uh, doing like many have done. It looks like they all got together, all the different hospital groups in the central Ohio area got together and hired somebody to come up with a stupid uh, questionnaire uh, trying to trip people up and uh, mess with them as far as their, um, religious exemptions are concerned for these uh, stupid COVID injections and uh, it's becoming more and more obvious that uh, come uh, well her deadline is the 27th which is next Saturday I believe um, to have this information in and it's it's absolutely stupid stuff they're asking have you ever had any kind of a um, vaccine as an adult and if so what kind you know they're asking questions that they have no right to the information in the first place and they're just trying to screw people over and sucking them and messing them up uh let's see here marissa is audio is not working uh let me check something here make sure the things are going the way they're supposed to 
Uh, yep, that's the live feed. So we're we're broadcasting on the server. Um, hmm, weird. But anyway, I'm glad to know that uh, everything appears to be working. <laughs> uh, you never know with this stuff, but um, we just have to keep. Hey, Sarge. With. Yeah, go ahead. This is Sam in Tampa. Is is there somewhere on your uh, website that has that? Religious exemption. My son's going to need that form if, if you have one. Um, I don't have them on my website, but uh, let me see. If you send me an email, I'll be happy to send you some information. And there's more the and more that I'm coming across to, uh, on a daily basis because it's becoming such a monstrous program. <laughs> but yeah, send me an email just at jim at your diyhealth.com. J I M Y O U R D I Y, like do it yourself. Health, H-E-A-L-T-H, Jim at YourDIYHealth.com. Send me yeah, an email. They want, they want to know his uh, spiritual leader. They might have to talk to him. Uh, that's absolutely said, a violation of federal law. Jesus, go ahead. You can call him anytime you want. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> exactly. That's ridiculous. You know, that's the thing. Yeah. Uh, they're asking for stuff that uh, the Supreme Court has already ruled that this this is strictly a matter of personal uh, belief and they right. can attack personal belief so they're going around it and they're trying to attack everything else they can and that's what it boils yeah. down to they're just purposely being jackasses <laughs> for like 10 four. <laughs> i hear you i yep. appreciate them and i'll send you an email thank Alrighty. you very much no problem yes sir yeah there's uh there's a lot of craziness going on there and um you know i when my wife got this email and she started reading it to me and everything it was like that's illegal. That's illegal. That's illegal. It's <laughs> like you gotta be kidding me. But um, my first no thing is, you know, I want to see proof. Don't like him. You need more of that oh, other stuff. Don't Love forget it. to mute yourself. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> oh goodness. Uh, let's see here. Doot, doot, doot. I'm gonna, I just had to mute you, Sam. There's some background noise. Um, but uh, basically, the uh, the situation going on with this stuff is just really becoming just they they're they're grasping. You know, it's the old thing. You know, you sit there and say, "Well, how stupid they can they get?" And you can't keep doing that because they take it as a challenge. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, John, I think you're there. I am. Okay. And I think there there may be someone else in, that had their mic unmuted. So I'm looking at the board here just to make sure that everything is good. Uh, looks like we're okay now. Um, really curious about your 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 vacation there. How'd it go? Oh, it was great. I was just telling everybody it's the first time I've ever been on vacation when I didn't have to worry about money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a really interesting feeling, isn't it? Yeah. I'll tell you what, you know, I was down there last year and uh, we stopped at my favorite fudge shop and right next to it is this little dulcimer shop. And we went in there, Gail wanted to check out something cause she's got a dulcimer and she wanted to talk to him about it. And next thing you know, they had her playing a banjo. <laughs> wow. Fantastic. And, uh, then I'm just sitting there watching and she's plucking along and then he says, well, here, you try it. And I said, and oddly enough, I got, uh, I picked it up real quick and I'm thinking, really, how'd I get me one of these? And I just put it off and put it off and I said, I don't really want to spend the money. And we went back down there this year and, uh, checked it out on Monday and, uh, I picked it up and started right where I left off a year ago. It was like, man, 
this is pretty cool and the nice thing is my left thumb is funky i cannot extend it upward um something happened and i have no idea what it was several years ago i'm sitting up here in my office doing stuff and everything's working fine i get up i go downstairs i go out in the backyard to the barn to feed the horses or do something i reached up to unlatch one of the stall doors and all of a sudden my thumb wouldn't work wow <laughs> in five minutes time it went from functioning perfectly to not working you know I've, I've got movement but i just can't extend it up i can't give the old thumb, thumbs up kind of thing it's like thumbs forward <laughs> but uh, because of that i can with a stringed instrument i can't use that thumb if i have to reach around to push down yeah. on a string or something right. like you sometimes do with uh, either ukuleles or uh, guitars but mm -hmm. with with banjos you don't have to do that i didn't know that yeah i didn't either and i mentioned it to him and said yeah that's not a problem you don't use your thumb for anything except just kind of holding on to the neck so right. i started playing and i said i ended up going back a couple days later and buying one and uh hey jimmy <laughs> what's that dave you. go ahead dave so back in 1979 you know i got in them wrecks mm -hmm. and i was in the hospital Yep. And all of a sudden, you know, I'd been in the hospital for at least a month, you know, and back in 1979, I had a carton of cigarettes sitting on my bedstand at, at my hospital bed, you know, you could smoke <laughs> in your room. And, you know, and uh, actually, anyway, I won't tell you what else I was smoking. <laughs> <laughs> Just for pain anyway, relief, right? <laughs> all of a sudden, my, I could not light my lighter. My thumb would not bend at the joint in hmm. the middle of my thumb, okay? Yeah, and I started, I started lighting my lighter with that, you know, that part of my thumb, right of the inside of that joint, mm -hmm. and you know, it started. I started getting this pain in my neck, and they took a hundred X-rays of my neck, and the gal told me I had a broken neck. Oh, uh, I correct, but then she, she said, "I'm not supposed to tell you," but later when they actually, you know, read. I didn't have a broken neck, but I had a freaking pinched nerve in my neck. Mm -hmm. And bam, they did a couple adjustments, and it went away, and I could bend my thumb again. You know, I, I'm one of the first things I did was I went to my chiropractor and had them check everything. They worked on the neck, the back, the uh, everything from the shoulder all the way down to my fingertips, looking for anything and everything that might be... The only thing I can think of is in 2000, when was it, 2002, I took a dive off a hay wagon and broke my left wrist in three places. And they, instead of putting it in a cast, they used an external fixator, which they drive these big screws down into your arm bones and on either side of it. And they have this hinge thing that's like a handle that goes on the outside, keeps everything immobilized. And the the ones that went down into my forearm there was a uh, an extensor tendon that ran on the along the upper edge of my arm as i'm holding out pointing my fingers forward um, and it basically got scar tissued to the skin and now if i move my wrist this you know scar on my on my arm puckers up and everything and i don't know if there's a nerve that runs along there that might have uh, something to do with it uh, it was working fine though for years after that surgery and everything but uh, all of a sudden it just boom and i i have no idea what's causing it and well, i've tried everything i can but i've gotten to the point where i'm just living with it and uh, it's no big deal really i can function fine without it but uh, 
it's just one of those things where it's, it's just weird. <laughs> you can't figure out why it happened or anything, but uh, it is what you know, it is. Brett, What's that? Good herb. You know, Brett. Oh yeah, Brett Bashwani. Mm-hmm. Brett's got an herbal tincture, and I can't remember. We I just heard him talking about it um, recently, and he said it 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 eliminates scar tissue. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, because yeah, this guy would have had to go in and do more surgery to separate the the skin from the tendon. That's yeah, it's not that big a deal. <laughs> the the seropeptides are good for eliminating scar tissue. Uh, yeah, that's true, too. I've heard that. Old, uh, Robert Redford yeah. used to talk about that. Jim, there's, a, there's another thing that I use. And, in fact, I just used it on my shoulder this morning. Um, it's called Medi Body Pack. It's from uh, Marshall, Dr. Bob Marshall's company called... Quantum Nutrition Labs in Austin. Mm-hmm. And this is a botanical clay and algae and a, some magic woo-woo stuff that you mix with red algae liquid. I love that. And you and you pack that the the any area that's been traumatized in your life. He, Marshall says the uh, you could take all the nutrition in the world, but it can't get in there because the energy field is blocked. Hmm. And what this stuff does is open that energy field so it can heal again. And Send tell me you a link just if you would, or put it in the chat room uh, if you can. But at the very least, send me a link to it. I'd, I'd really appreciate it. I might check that That's out. A, I'll send you an email. Okay. Um, and I want to get back to John because we've kind of gotten off of <laughs> Hyperfun. We can talk about all this other stuff later. But <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so that's the story. I ended up buying a banjo and I'm going to. Uh, come with a little dvd and every everything you need they actually have a uh, cd that comes with it starts out playing several songs and at one point one track it plays the whole song and then the next one it plays just the banjo track and then in the next one it plays everything minus the banjo track and you're actually playing that part in the song so it's it's uh, really kind of cool it but, is yeah I'm, you know I'm, i couldn't hear him at all really yeah that's strange. I hear you, but I couldn't hear him. Let me check and make sure something didn't get muted. Uh, uh, my feed to where is it? There it is. Um, feed to Skype. Oh, hey, I finally got myself a Bose SoundLink Mini. Oh, too. did you? Uh, Those things are great. I've had one for a couple well, of years. Know, what happened is, is that I've been watching them for a while. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, the price has gone up. They jumped to 179 bucks. Ooh. From oh. 149. Yeah. They've been 149 forever. So I started shopping around and I found a factory refurb uh, job for 149. I could not find anything at 149 anymore. Hmm. That's it's crazy. Jump- yeah. Computer prices are jumping too. Really. Yeah. It seems like everything is right now. I think it's all part of the orchestrated collapse. Yeah. They're trying to boost everything up and it's getting crazy. What was that, the jump price? Well, that's why we have Hyperfun. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's the main, main thing. The point is is that it's outside of the realm. It's a membership. It's not subject to the vagaries of the money market system. And because it, there is no investment component, that the reward system, you, you whatever you buy as a membership, is multiplied times three and paid back to you over a 600-day period. And that's the genius of it. Uh, the second genius of it is is that the ability to take that payment that you get back and be treated as new funds 
either to take it out into uh, crypto and and then into fiat or use it on the card like you do. Um, and and the other thing is, is that you can buy a mini membership without having to reset up a whole separate thing. Mm-hmm. You can have as many memberships in the one account that you have as you want, and they're all layered, and they all pay at the same rate, 600 days. So in theory, there really is no end to the the length of times that you can generate those payments or how many payments that you can get. But the beauty is, is they don't run consecutively, they run concurrently. Yeah. So each time you put it back in, you get the multiplied times three. Uh, so you so you put the funds in times three, and that they start making your daily payment at the rate of a half a percent per month, per day. Mm-hmm. And then the next membership is layered on top, the mini one, and that pays at one half of one percent per day for 600 days. Then that increases your daily payment. So as your daily payment increases, you literally can buy larger and larger mini memberships and boy just stack that stairway stairway to heaven kind of thing you know yeah. just on up i experienced that it's been yes, amazing it is truly amazing the way this has been designed i i mean these guys it just shows that they're so experienced at the crypto markets and developing these companies and incubating these systems that and they teach it um they know how to structure something for an average person to join in the program and then get educated in crypto in the meantime. And it is so easy to take the funds when you get that daily payment, uh, you can take it and put it into a crypto coin and convert that to whatever else. And that's what I wanted to really talk about with you today because I'm getting a lot of questions about using the card, the virtual card, and dealing with the fact that it's uh, got a European address on it. Um, yeah, I Chuck Ward had a lot of questions about that today. Tanya said that she's had a couple of hiccups that she's not sure exactly what's going on with them. Um, but John, you know, you've done this you, more than anybody else did. You did it first. Yeah. Um, are, are you not hearing Samuel? He's asking a couple of times to try and break in. Uh, no, I'm, I'm not hearing anything. That's weird. I've, I'm for some reason, the feed coming from Jitsi isn't making it to Skype, and I've got all the pathways open. Everything should be going through without any problem. You want so, to call me back? Um, let's try that and see if that okay. doesn't fix it. I'll, I'm going to hang up, and I'll buzz you right back. Hold on a second. There we go. Let's do this, and we'll get John back. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Um, Okay, we got you back. Samuel, why don't you talk now and see if he can hear you? Hi, John. Are you there? Nope. Nope, still not hearing anything. That's strange. I don't know what's going on. Everything has been working perfectly, and I haven't changed any settings. Um, well, it's just life needs to make things interesting. You know, what the hell? If you didn't have problems, you'd be I'm telling you what, it's a royal pain. You know, everything gets going, and there's no, I can't figure out. Uh, let me check something. Because I did shut my computer off during the, my um, vacation, and when it comes back up, a lot of times it will change its own settings, just like Butt yep. does. Yep. And uh, there we go. Here we go. Feed to Skype. Where is it? I bet you that will fix it. Go ahead, Samuel. Talk now. Hello. Hello. Any there? Any there? There. Can you hear him, John? 
John, did you hear him? Yeah, I guess I did. I thought it sounded more like you. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, that was, I was I was not saying anything. He was saying hello, hello, okay, so okay. that's it. Yeah, yeah, it's done. Man, Fantastic. All right, Sammy, I'll ask your question. <laughs> okay, as you well know, Jim, I'm 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 brand new to my account here in Hyperfund and I wanted to ask if there's a tutorial on how you're supposed to get in there and manage this thing and what to click on kind of a tutorial. There was. Uh, <laughs> well, frankly, there's it was what they call technical technical training every Saturday. You can uh, go on that uh, thing and they walk you through the whole thing. But we can go with your account and do a Zoom and just walk you right through it. It's very simple. Yeah, that's that's probably the easiest thing to do. Uh, yeah. You know, I can't remember. Samuel, do you actually have a computer or are you just, you're just using your phone and your tablet, right? Yep, no computer. Okay. Yeah, we can get together and uh, as long as you have Zoom on either the phone or the computer or the tablet, be better with the tablet because you can see it yeah. better. Um, we can we can get together and I can show you do a screen share and show you from my computer so you'll see everything that's going on and that kind of thing. And, well, we can walk him through in his own account if you can share. Yeah, it, I, I can that. I can log in I can log into his account. I've got the information so I can walk you through and show you your, in your account exactly what everything is and how you do it and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it's, it's so repetitive and so simple. We could like we're doing our rebuys every day. We we could be done in what five. Minutes. Do it in our sleep. <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, it's just yeah. It, it, the thing is, the thing is, is a lot of people don't understand that the menu is at the bottom of the page. There's only four menu options. Yeah, that's and, primary. Uh, yeah, and the only one we use is the one on the far left, which is the home page, and that's a little house icon. And then yeah. there's a head icon for the account side, and yeah. you're just going back between those two mainly. That's it. Yeah. The others are basically just to check the status of, you know, if you have anybody else that you've referred and that kind of thing, you can see them in those other two menus. But well, the, only the, in the only in the, the um, one, yeah, the market side, the market side, not the academy side. The academy right, yeah, is the where academy. You, you can learn and learn about all these different terms and all this kind of stuff. But yeah, it, it would only take five or ten minutes probably just to to get together on Zoom and and go through that stuff for you. So whenever. Whenever you want to work something up, set something up, just let me know, and we can. And Chuck Ward is not around today. Uh, he he has a bunch of questions about how he's, to. Uh, he's on the screen here, so hopefully he's here. Yeah. Uh, I don't so, know if he can talk uh, or not. Really, I it really would be good if if you and Tanya we could do a show with you and Tanya just you know offline, just create something that we could explain to people how to use this stuff. Yeah. I don't have a card, so I don't know. I haven't gotten my passport and stuff back. Yeah, the key, the big thing is it's uh, it's all done on the phone because the they don't have a, a a web access for the computers. Unfortunately, I wish they would develop that for the HyperPay. Um, it would make well, life you know why more. they don't. You know why they don't is because it connects to your computer, but it does it through Bluetooth. Hmm. And it never is online. Interesting. It's connected directly to the internet. That's what it's supposed to be anyway. The wallet, Hyper Wallet, uh, maybe maybe a little bit different, but Hyper Wallet is like that. So uh, they um, nobody can ever access your wallet because it's never online. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? Mm -hmm. Well, with all the prep I've been going through with uh, Keep Key, I still don't have that resolved yet. Really? 
I don't know, goodness. And that I'm I'm really looking at maybe pay is the way to go because um, it's just so much simpler. Yeah. Yeah, I've been very happy with the uh, with the HyperPay app. It's just you know, I've what I need to do. I'm going to start using it on my iPad, um, just because it's a bigger screen. Mm-hmm. And that might be one excuse to get a. I've been thinking about getting one of the iPad Pros, the big ones, and that would be a good reason. <laughs> well, you like spending money. Well, I like technology. <laughs> And if I if I, if I can you know, come up with an excuse for why I need it, <laughs> yeah, I know what you. I know I do it all the time myself. It's, it's a problem. So yeah. in the last few weeks, I've gotten uh, two new computers and a pad. So oh boy, Whew. good grief. Well, I, I needed to get a, a virgin computer because I went to go got to resolve this uh, thing with KeepKey. Yeah, and all the instructions they're giving me is to change my existing computer that I use every day. And I'm loath to do that. I don't want to, I don't want to blow my caches. I use my caches all the time, you know. Yeah. yeah. And and um, so I figured if I got a new one, uh, I wanted a lighter one anyway for my classes because carrying around this uh, this uh, boat anchor that I have for a laptop, oh. I got a nice Dell laptop, but it's heavy, you know. Yeah. Somewhere seven to ten pounds, and uh, I don't need to be hauling all that around, you know. I just need uh, I need what I need, and that's about it. It's one of those big 15-inch or 17-inch screens. <laughs> well, that's what I've got. It's a 17-inch yeah. screen on the on the new laptop. It's like a 14, mm-hmm. uh, and that's for the classes to do that stuff or to carry it around with me. Yeah. The pad, I was surprised that the uh, the pad that I got was a Samsung pad with the pen where you can write on it. Mm-hmm. I like that because I can actually illustrate the concept. What I find easy for people to understand is when I can actually draw a picture and show them, here, here's your basic mm-hmm. record. That's your basic membership, whichever one you got. Yep. And layer on top of that, the, uh, the little mini rebuys that you put on there. You know, and they, They're all staggered to the right because they're all done at a different date, different time. But they're independent. of the, Each one of those memberships is literally independent of the others. Yep. Where they join is where the payment that comes in every day. Yeah, the daily rewards. They stack. Daily rewards, right. And that's what you get to spend. And um, exists in perpetuity, correct? Yep, exactly. Well, you can buy into perpetuity. As many memberships as you want. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can also... I have people all the time coming back and and, uh, buying additional memberships. Uh, Not just doing the rebuys. Oh, yeah. But all of a sudden, they're doing rebuys every day. <laughs> and that, that contributes to right? if no 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 you don't have to okay. do any all right you just you just go yeah, back and plus the, more yeah yeah um you just buy an additional package that's all you do and it layers on top it, it like 24 to 48 hours before it starts uh giving you your daily reward but then yeah, it's, it's incorporated added. or layered yes yeah yeah and that's a key concept because a lot of people still think of this as an investment program, and it's not. That's the beauty of it. This is better than an investment, investment program. <laughs> well, that's not the point. The point is, is that it's not going to be subject to the vagaries of the financial markets. That's the point because they're going to play havoc with the financial markets. Yes, sir. And the one thing that people don't want to do is see losses in their accounts. Okay? So it's a contractual arrangement in which it's uh, fixed 
It's not a money thing. It's not an investment thing. It's a true membership program. And it's different in the fact that it pays you back your fee, whichever you paid for that membership. Uh, the membership runs 600 days and they pay it back to you over that 600 days. Yeah, but uh, what if the crypto in themselves, the value goes down? Does that affect anything? has no effect on it. See, the crypt, every crypto becomes a transactional coin for you. So, for example, if you want to uh, transfer your daily rewards, you accumulate them or you've got a number of them coming in because you've got a bunch of memberships or you've got some rewards that you're getting from people that you referred they don't pay you commissions or anything. It's just those that additional daily reward that they pay you as a re for a referral um, it just adds to your existing payments and it increases the amount that comes back out of your own packages. Sooner. Yes, but I'm referring to the <clears throat> the underlying basis value of crypto overall. Uh, no. No, it doesn't. They've they've locked it into what they call stable coins, and the stable coins are going to be tied to whatever a dollar is. Okay. But it's the the there is no financial component inside the hyperfund itself. It's uh, called a hyperfund unit. That's why it's HU, and it's not a coin. It's not a token, uh, and it's it's a unit of accounting. It's just a unit of accounting. And like people are questioning Tether, like, eh, Tether's got this problem, that problem. Well, they've been dealing around with just like XRP had whatever problem it had. It doesn't matter what transactional coin they use. They can always, there's always going to be a stable coin in the, in the market because that's what traders require. They, they've got to have some currency basis. There's always going to be a, a stable currency uh, across the different countries because everything's international now. So they've got to be able to have a place to park funds when they, when they do their trades. And um, they can switch that anytime they want. They're not locked into anything. So right now, uh, you know, when you transfer it over, you're using one of the company coins. And, and they're big enough that they incubate a lot of coins. And right now, the molecular future is the one that they've been using, which they've created. And I don't know if you've noticed the pricing on that thing, but when I started doing this, that coin actually was right around 60 cents. Yes, it's, I've seen it up now. Yes. It's $2.36 today. Uh, so the people that actually did treat that, you know, they, they bought the molecular future and they just held on to it. They've had quite a quite a big gain in what they're, what they're doing. But see, I'm not I'm not into that. I like I like fixed payments. I like to know that I'm going to get the payment regardless of whatever's going on. So uh, we're not missing out on MOF. Is that right? Oh no, no. You're just using it as a transaction coin. You you because uh, yeah. if you a okay. uh, hundred uh, units of MOF, it doesn't matter what the price is. It's still the same equivalent value of whatever a hundred units is. I'll, I'll just say like BTC. If you've got a thousand dollars of BTC. It doesn't matter what the price is. It's just you have more or less actual pieces of BTC based upon whatever the current price is. If the price is way down, you get a lot more pieces of Bitcoin. If the price is way up, you got less pieces of Bitcoin. It's still the same equivalent value as far as what you're using for a, a, a unit of account. And that's the beauty of it. Uh, then there's the investment component uh, where you can um, 
you can invest in it. You can buy it as an investment. You can hold it, put it in your retirement accounts and things like that. The problem with retirement accounts, anything, anything dealing with the current financial system is they own all of that. When you put your cryptos and your gold and everything in IRA accounts, 401ks, 457s, 403bs, you name it. If it's tied to some kind of a code with the IRS, it's not your money. And they can take it anytime they want. Yeah. Especially if you're not a national. Um, even if you're a national, you've contracted with their system. And if you, you're in their system, they can still take it from you. See, I just don't, I don't want that. I mean, that's absolutely the main reason I got out of dollars and I, I went into the uh, cryptoverse and, and, you know, got competent in that. But then there's other people always talking about trading. I, I don't want to trade. I don't want to worry about the daily fluctuations of some market because Soros went out and dumped a bunch of money and collapsed the country. <laughs> Why would you want to be subject to these individuals? You know, and, and I, again, that's the beauty of these guys. Um, Sam Lee and Ryan Zhu. Well, Sam Lee was born and raised in Australia. And uh, Ryan Zhu was in China. And uh, they are intimately aware of what the CCP is and the way these operations operate. And they're not they're not sticking around or make, putting their company subject to it. Because right now, the CCP would be taking everything Ryan had, just like they did with Jack Ma. They own those companies, the, the CCP does, the military. Then they don't, they're not having any of it. That's why they're getting out of Hong Kong, mostly. They're in Australia still. That's where they started their offices. Everything's moving to Dubai. And, you know, Dubai has declared it's going to be a crypto country. I remember when uh, they were just dealing with BTC primarily before all this DeFi stuff came out, which is, a, I think, a complicated mess. Um, but people are making funds with it, you know, because a lot of people are attracted to it. They want to try to quick, get a quick hit on something. I like, I like slow and easy, and I know what the numbers are going to be, and I don't have to worry about where they're parked. And um, I think Hyperfund hits all those things. And that's Ryan Zhu's component. He used to say that, uh, you know, he saw the big guys just getting richer and richer and richer. And the little guys are getting poorer and poorer and poorer. And so he was trying to set up a system where the little guy could um, get in. And they're so big now that uh, they now have created that exact scenario where you can join with them through the hyper fund and you get access to the, the businesses that they're developing, which are extensive. Uh, and they make, they give you pre-market offers. Uh, they give you uh, mark, uh, offers that go to the memberships first before they hit the public. And, and yes, I am so confused about those opportunities. I don't know how to get involved and all that. You stuff. don't even want to right now. Believe me, you want to accumulate your memberships to the best of your ability, so that you have a daily payment coming out every day that would be equivalent or better than what your your monthly nut is then what would that number be i've got about 700 a day at the moment okay well you just take a look at what how much you have to spend to live sure that's your nut okay so now what you want is you want to be able to continue to rebuy so you you, you keep uh, rebuying uh, memberships and adding in different funds 
until that number gets up somewhere where you're going to be doing daily rebuys that are going to make this thing continue to grow. And that payment, the daily net payment component, will begin to grow, too, at the same time. Well, that's so, my current strategy. Yes, sir. Yeah. You'll have your ever-increasing payments and access to lump sums of funds down the road at some point when you want. And at that point is when you might want to start consider transferring some funds into some of these opportunities that they're offering you. The, the opportunities are never going to go away. They're, they're going to be there for the long haul because that's what these guys do. They're the developers of blockchains. They're the developers of, of different uh, crypto-sized businesses. They incubate their own coins and, and marketing systems. Uh, and, you know, these things get funded in a hurry. You, you, if, you know, if you want to think about it for a bit, study a little bit, it, the opportunity's gone. I mean, they're like on their, for their FIL mining operation, I think they're on their 15th or maybe even 19th round of offering mining packages. Yep, and there's see those numbers go by. Yep. Yeah, they're, they're sold out, just boom, gone, you know. Uh, so it's really interesting. Uh, your daily payment is made payment to you the, because that's, that's the promise of what they're going to do with the membership. When you refer others, you get a, the, what we call the community rewards. A you bump. refer to, Huh? A bump. Yeah, but that bump is 80% goes into your account directly that you can deal with, take out. 20% goes into your certified funds. And that 20% can only be used to take advantage of their opportunities or buy products in the Mars Mall or other things like that. Uh, it's not available like your daily payment is. Uh, and, and that's an 80-20 split. So they've built in a, a system where you are actually going to have funds to actually participate in their programs. And that's what they wanted. That was the whole point of this, to get you to share in the overall growth of the, of the companies that they're doing. You know, this guy's gone from dirt poor to 20 billion, 30 billion, 100. I mean, it's just mind boggling what they've been able to achieve in a nine year period. Uh, I've never seen anything like it. And that so, sounds too good to be true. Oh, of course it is too good to be true, but they paid for it, but they're sweating background, man. Ryan put everything into it he had. He, you know, when everybody else was running for the hills, he doubled down. And he's been rewarded with it. And he's sharing with us his success. You know, poor people can't hire people and give them jobs. They can't create anything. And he now is in a position where they're, they're doing as much as they can to lift other people up to a higher economic stratus uh, with their programs. And that is so commendable and so different than the so-called elite of the world. You know, we've got to quit calling them elite because they're scumbags. They're selfish scumbags. And for most part, yes, evil. As far as Absolutely. Um, and yet these guys are, are just, they're, they're doing the opposite. And I, I think that that's one of the best parts about this whole program. And how do we know that that's true? We know that because of what Amazon Prime did. They did that next blockchain uh, special, six parts, talking about the, this whole uh, uh, area of uh, what a creation of the digital money. And the last part, number six, is about these guys, who they are, where they came from, what their philosophies are. How did they get where they were? Uh, and and so you and, and then you've got access. You got a due diligence package that's just second to none. 
I, I mean, they've got item after item after item documenting everything that they're doing. And um, that's unheard of. Usually when Mark has a question there for you, Roger. Uh, excuse me, John. At the end of 20 months, can you withdraw all but $1,000 and still have an account to build for another 20 months? No, it doesn't work that way. The daily payment comes out every single day for 600 days. At the end of the 600 days, it terminates. Per rebuy. Per membership. Not per rebuy? Well, a rebuy would be one mini membership, yeah. Okay, all righty. Yeah, but the fact is, is that if you use this thing properly, you're rebuying all the time. You're constantly growing. Every and day, yes, sir. At some point, you're going to get to the point where it's going to generate far more than you need, and it'll keep going. Um, there may be some people that just decide that they've got enough. Uh, they've been doing it long enough, and they just don't want to mess with it anymore. They want to go on a boat in the ocean and do things. And <laughs> Who is it that you know, wants to buy a boat? Just <laughs> wants to collect his payments and, and uh, relax a little bit. I'll still be able to do it on my boat in the ocean. <laughs> well, I understand, but, you know, strange things happen, you know. There's kind of mermaids and other things out there that might change your mind. Yeah, well, you never know. Yeah, remember, the most happy days of a boat owner is... The day you buy it and the day you sell it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's what they say. Yeah, I plan well, on having a lot of happy days. There are a lot of people living on these boats. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Kathy's got a, a, a relative, actually. Well, her brother is tied to a gal that lives on her boat year-round. Mm -hmm. She moves it further down south in the winter, and she brings it back up when it's uh, yeah. cooler. Well, that's what well, I plan on doing, like these guys that do their uh, their uh, presentations. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be sitting on the back of the boat with uh, some beautiful little island, trop tropical paradise uh, in the background, uh, and doing my presentation from there. <laughs> yeah. Because this thing has high-speed internet anywhere in the world, too. So that's pretty cool. That's that's super cool. It really is. Yep. Yeah. Especially for emergencies so you can get out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, the, that's the thing. You know, you, you, the way the system is set up, you can never fully pull out the entire uh, membership amount at any one given time. You have to do it over the daily you know, the 600 days if you want to do that. Um, but I don't know why anybody would want to because, you know, the, the longer you keep rebuilding it and rebuying every day, it grows to such a point where you will easily have more coming out monthly than you put in for the entire program in the first place. You, know, you have if, too much money to deal with. Yeah. It, it it could get to that point where you're going to have, you know, at that point, that's I'm going to be taking it off and be buying Bitcoin and all kinds of other things. Well, you're very clear. It's not money at all. Yeah. It, it, you, it has to be converted back exactly. into a point. And that's why it works is because these guys are so big that they will accept the redemption into their company coins. Mm -hmm. That allows you to put it into a secondary market. If yeah. these guys weren't who they are, they, it wouldn't work. Yeah, and basically, uh, by the time the 20 months is over, I'll be able to, within a very short amount of time, uh, 
I'll be able to convert my rewards and and repurchase more Bitcoin than I use to start these programs up. And they will still continue to pay. I'll have everything out that I ever put in. And it will still continue to, to give me rewards on a daily basis forever. Yeah, and you've got to think about the fact that the, uh, the certified rewards that you put into the companies, those companies provide services you're going to use. It's mm -hmm. not like that, that those funds are going to be stuck. But, you know, it, it's pretty cool when they're only saying, hey, look, we're going to reserve 20% of the referral rewards. It doesn't affect your main memberships that you've, you've purchased. Payment comes in regardless. That's not mm -hmm. part of the 80-20 arrangement. It's only when you refer others and that reward they give you, they 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 give you 80% of that and 20% goes into your certified. So they're giving you 100% of it, but the, the certified is designed. So do you ever buy anything from Amazon? That's what Mars Mall is. Uh, you, you, uh, Tanya went over there and said you can buy everything you want, even liquor if you want. Um <laughs> It's, it's, they're designed to compete with Alibaba and um, Amazon. That's they would just soon wipe Amazon off the face of the planet. Yeah, me they too. Don't like Amazon. <laughs> so um, uh, it's uh, as far as I can see, it's extremely beneficial. Uh, I, I can't see any problem. And the ability to transfer it to other people is pretty simple. You know, you don't want to you don't want this in your will or anything like that. You want to have it in a separate letter to the executor and just to transfer the. Uh, Yep. The, the username, the, password, and all that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Teach them how to use it. Of course, some of these people, you know, um, it takes a certain level of maturity to handle um, great financial opportunities. Because uh, that's why most people uh, are, are broke. They yep. don't know what to do. And they don't understand. And they cannot defer... Uh, for a future benefit. You know, there was some test at some one point where they were testing kids and they would put a marshmallow in front of them. And they would say, now, if you will wait for 15 minutes and not I eat that, this. Yep. we'll give you another one, right? And I guess uh, they said that it was they followed these people, these kids. And they said the ones that were able to wait the 15 minutes did better in life than the ones that couldn't. And there was some girl in there, and man, she scarfed that mushroom that marshmallow up right there. Now, you know, one in the hand is worth two in a bush, right? Depending so. <laughs> on your orientation, that was a wise move, but not according to our understanding. Right, right. So I think we've really hit a home run here. I think it's it's going to simplify our life all the way around. There's no way that you can have everything uh, on a guaranteed basis because they can't literally this whole world could blow up yeah we could have serious intervention god may say look i'm at it with you guys down there you know uh you're screwing things up and if you would look at scripture that's what's happened mm -hmm. over and over and over people uh get to the point where they dump God and they get crazy and God wipes them out and starts over. And there's always a remnant starts over. If you're a Christian, I'm looking at, at the end times period where that's going to happen, maybe. You know, and if those things happen, you know, all bets are off because it doesn't matter what our plans are, we're never going to be able to follow our plan uh, because God's got other plans. 
And when he steps in, all bets are off. Uh, the last thing you'd even think about would be in a hyper fund. <laughs> it wouldn't, things wouldn't exist anymore, you know? That's what I'm saying. The, the magnitude of changes could happen. So, um, it's, but I've been waiting for this to happen for, for 70 years. So, um, it hasn't happened yet. So you got to plan for your daily, uh, daily taking care of yourself, and you got to have something outside the system. That look at the coercion that's going on. The mask is finally off the totalitarianism. I mean, I have followed this for as a young kid for a long time. I mean, even telling my kids when they were young that they're stealing our country and they're doing it right now, and uh, tried to school them on some of this stuff, and they got the internet. So now uh, they're beginning to see it in the open. Everybody is. Because there's no question that the enemy is within. And they're in everything. They're in everything. And uh, I think we can still have a good chance of getting them out. I think Bannon and company are doing a fantastic job of mobilizing the people. I think the parents are doing a massive great job of finally standing up and realizing they just can't ignore this stuff every day and turn their kids over to the state. Let me look at the... Look at the crap that comes out of these education systems and the people running these programs. Uh, it's because the good people have been off doing other things, trying to live their life, trusting the system that it's going to take care of them. And we've had the enemy inside there subverting the system for, for years and years and years. And um, it get back, it get back to the, to back to the war. It's a spiritual war. I mean, it's the old battle between God and Satan. Uh, and, you know, it's, Satan wants to destroy creation, and uh, he's doing a pretty good job of it. How many babies do we kill every year in the name of prosperity? I mean, come on. <laughs> when Scripture says children are a gift, and you're killing the kids, you, you, you're throwing it back in God's face. How long is he going to let that go on? He's not. So, um, you know, I don't know if it's our time now or not, but as far as what I'm seeing from the totalitarianism, uh, I, I want to be in this other one now. There are other people out there saying that they're just going to outlaw all the coin. Well, Andreas Antonopoulos has talked about that for a long time. And there's no way they're going to be able to control this. Nope. And Armstrong was talking about the fact that in the Chinese period, the people just formed their own alternative economy. They wouldn't accept the coins from the emperor. They used, uh, uh, what, rice and, and uh, something else as money. And they did their own bartering system uh, rather than use the, uh, the emperor's coins. So essentially what we've got going on here is a system that's being created and has been created starting off with the Bitcoin, but um, morphing into more of what uh, Hyperfund is. Um, and there's a strategy to actually use those daily payments very easily by taking those funds out and buying Bitcoin. Uh, DeFi came about, which wasn't here before, so you can borrow against your coins. So you you uh, buy $10,000 worth of uh, Bitcoin, and you turn around and you borrow against it at 50%. So you borrow and take 5000 out on a loan, and then you put it back in the hyper fund, and that immediately gets multiplied times three. So that five turns into 15, and you take out uh, that five that you borrowed from your daily payments and you pay that loan off right away. Now you own $10,000 worth of Bitcoin plus you've got a $10,000 gain in your hyperfund account. 
you do it again and you can do it multiple times. You can do it for more. And there's no end to what you can do here in terms of leveraging those daily rewards that you get paid back. And that's why this is so cool because it is a membership that does pay you back what you paid for just over a 600 day period, which makes it really easy to plan and get a, a, a livable cash flow coming out of that thing. And they're just giving you back your own money. Think about that for a minute. They've enabled you to use your own funds and be able to multiply them. I mean, it's the best kind of thing. I wish I'd had this 20 years ago. Times three. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's fantastic. So I'm very happy. Well, Jim, I've kind of monopolized your show here. you got four minutes to do something. No problem. If anybody else has any other questions, jump in before John takes off. But uh, We'll have to get together and do something with Tanya. Um, oh, she's got, she's in trouble up there. Oh, really? Oh, well, man. John and Jim, I'm interested in talking to you later in the future about exactly what you mentioned, which is multiplying the benefits through the borrowing and the the hyper you know the other hyper fund opportunities so mm -hmm. yeah. well you want to build that up first before you start doing all that stuff so i don't even pay any attention to their offerings right now um, <laughs> uh, i'm just let it accumulate so that i have a decent amount to play with when i, when I want to go in the mall no, I just mean I need more education as far as the mechanics of this, yeah, of the way of doing it. Yep. Yeah, it takes it takes a minute, but it, you know, once you see it, it's you've seen it, and it, you're not going to forget it. It's just, it's just a little different than the way things are done normally. Uh, but it's it's, uh, I'm very happy. <laughs> oh, Thank I'm you, John. Is my uh, Bitcoin? I can't get access to my Bitcoin. My keep key is screwing me up. I mean, that's that's really got me worried about it. Yeah, that stinks. I'm glad it I was really able does. to get mine out of that thing. Kathy was able to get hers out, and I have not been able to get mine out. So that sucks. Really concerned if I didn't have Hyperfund. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but I'm I don't let things get to me anyway. So. Just take my time and keep plodding. You know, and I'm just going to accept. If God wants me to have it, he'll give it back to me. If he doesn't uh, want me to have it, I won't. He won't. So, must be. Listen, i got to tell you something. God has saved me since I've been a young kid over and over and over from played times. I should have been dead. So, I don't worry about things too much anymore. Nope. Can't change it. Nope. Nope. Just trust him. He knows better than I do. Exactly. That's what I've been doing for quite some time. And, uh, you know, I'm trying to get more people involved in this hyperfund thing. And, you know, they just, they're so jaded yeah. because everything they've been told turns out to be a lie. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can't trust people. And we know that. So uh, I can understand their hesitancy. But, uh, Come on, I got 43 years of financial experience dealing with this kind of crap, trying to help people plan their financial futures. And I'm telling you, I, I cannot find something any better than Hyperfund out there. Trust Especially God, not people. 
Yeah, and uh, you know, you go to the bank and they have all these platitudes. We plan your future. Trust yeah. your future. You know, talk to yeah. us about it and how yeah, for more purposes. Yeah. We plan uh, your yeah. future so you'll be broke and we'll have all your money. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, you look at what they're trying to do now. They want to track each account at six hundred bucks. They came out with that with gold and silver. Remember back back in the nineties. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Now they're they want to track each bank account. And now I've I've uh, heard from another person who's in the in the know that they want to uh, do away with private accounts, private bank accounts. Eighty four, you said. Yeah, there will be no banks, and the Federal Reserve will. Re we control it from there. Yeah, they just want to do a daily payment. You know, you're back on the plantation. Mm -hmm. Listen, you are Did you on get the, the right ones over there? Somebody's talking about something. Yeah, what's that? Repeat that. Did you get the right ones over there? I just muted them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you having private conversations. <laughs> We don't need to hear <laughs> messes. Some I don't up. want you to mute, man. I mean, if they're getting in a heated argument about something, I want to hear it. So, okay. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, boy, I can't well, unmute. I can only mute. <laughs> okay, that's cool. But well, uh, thanks again for having me on. Hey. I look forward to doing these. And um, no problem. We, people. And we want more people to see what we see and to get, get protected because things are changing rapidly and you Thanks, need to John. get the thing wrapped up. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we got John. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Leon here. What's your schedule like this week? Uh, it's all over the place. I mean, what, what do you need? <laughs> well, I sent you a text about my daughter wants to get in. I need your help. Okay. All right. And so we just, she probably thought Thursday night, but that might change. Well, that'd probably be okay. You know, I, mean, Thursday I, don't, right? I don't have a set, I don't have a set schedule other than, you know, coming on the shows and then I just kind of have to deal with things as they come. And, uh, right. you know, I've got a lot of stuff that I have to do in terms of, I've got to redo the email that we send information out on. Uh, I, think there's going to be a uh, presentation coming up in about an hour and I need to get that posted in the group so people can have access to that and uh, you know I've got a lot of busy work that I have to do I got to go get my affidavits done and sent in I finally finalized it um, got got everything I want to say in there in um, man, you're way beyond the times get on it cool. I, I, I am man I'm telling you it's uh I just had so many things that I had to resolve compared to everybody else. I mean, between being born in 1948 in Ohio before they were a state and uh, my military, making sure I'm still solid with them, even though I'm, I'm, I'm retired and uh, also dealing with internal service issues. My understanding is that none of that changes when you change your status. Yeah, it does. And and that's what a lot of stuff that I had to, to, to kind of figure out. And uh, I've got all that done now, finally. And, uh, can get mine finally filed and get going here because man i want that hyper pay account <laughs> day spend limit, man unbelievable unbelievable yeah boy are we over i mean it looks like it's after the hour oh yeah we've got another hour to go so you know, oh yeah you do that's right that's yeah. right 
Well, I'm yep. going to check out here and get get busy because I got I got things to do and people to get back to. I got classes to schedule. I got four classes coming up already. Okay. And that's around Thanksgiving and Christmas. <laughs> oh, geez. <New> Year. <laughs> <laughs> going to be busy. Yeah. Well, really I don't busy. buy stuff for the kids anymore, so I don't have the problems everybody else does. Yep. See you later. I'm going to go. All righty. Thanks a lot, John. Take care, and we'll be keeping Kathy in her prayers. Thank you very much. All righty. Okay. Oof. Good heavens. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not sure all that's going on with Kathy. I guess the, the the COVID stuff and everything else and all the other things added on. She's just got her loaded up, but definitely keep her in your prayers. Um, so we will kind of continue on here. One of the things I was going to mention about my, uh, when I bought my trusty uh, <laughs> banjo, the... Um, is a husband and wife team that runs this store and the guy is a um, he's a professional musician he's played with you know flat and scruggs and all those guys the bluegrass people and everything country that kind of stuff and the missus is a teacher and a musician at the same time and uh, one of those type a personalities that you know especially as a teacher she just automatically assumes everything that she thinks is you know the gospel truth which could very well be <coughs> in the teaching realm that she's doing and with the music she's, she's pretty good at that kind of stuff but uh, as all this was over you know i noticed uh, every time we were in there she was wearing one of these little welding shield you know <laughs> face mask kind of things and um you know acting kind of weird but uh after i made the purchase and we were getting ready to leave all of a sudden i don't know what it turned how it swung that way but she starts talking about covid and says you know there's there's one person to blame for all of this mess and i said yeah fauci and she says no trump <laughs> i said well here we go <laughs> this is going to be good <laughs> uh man and uh she started you know all this junk you know that uh Tennessee is one of the highest infected states in the union and all this junk and we can't do this. Touch. Oh man, I'll tell you what, this woman is just brain dead and spoon fed. And, uh, it was, it was hilarious. And I was like, well, you know, this is one of them people that you could talk to your blue in the face. You ain't going to believe a thing you have to say. And I said, you know, Fauci's been planning this for the last 20 years and the documents there to prove it, and she was all, "Oh, it's Trump's fault! Trump's fault! Trump!" Forty years. <laughs> I said, "The thing we got to blame Trump for is these stupid injections that you know they were dumb enough. You know, she and some other guy that just came into the store and admitted, oh, 'Oh, I'm fully vaccinated.' I said, I said, and that's why Tennessee is one of the most highly infected states in the union, because you yeah, idiots keep stupefied. getting injected with this stuff and spreading it. <laughs> oh man." But, you know, it was just something to sit there and look at that. And I'm thinking, boy, cognitive dissonance is uh, alive and well in uh, the Smoky Mountains. You know, and the funny thing is, is it's, it's, it's either or, you know, there's no middle of the road. Either you are for this stuff or you are against it. And this one was brainwashed big time. Yeah, I said, you need to turn off CNN. <laughs> but... Yeah. Anyway, I just said, okay, see ya. <laughs> take, my, take my instrument. You know, I said, That's yeah. all you can do. Yep. 
I'm thinking, you know, they give you one of the things. You, you have their phone number, so if you ever, ever have any questions, you can call them and they'll help you out and all this stuff. And I said, well, that'll be good for maybe two years at the most, and then they'll be dead. <laughs> and it won't matter. But uh, just craziness, absolute insanity. And they're out there. And, you know, this woman was just, I mean, it was, you could tell by... She, it was a conviction with her. She honestly 100% believed everything that she was saying as the gospel truth. And I was like, how can someone be so stupid? You know, she's a relatively intelligent person, but when it comes to this, just totally blind, totally. Yeah, it's misinformation, obviously. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's just been sucking it up like crazy. And who knows, but we'll just wait and see what happens. But, um, yeah. <laughs> I had, I just, that's one of those things where it's like, you, know? <laughs> you just want to shake them, but uh, it is what it is. But of course, yeah. now, you know, we got the uh, the parents, you know, that are signing up to inject their kids, sacrifice hundreds of thousands of children age 5 to 11 to the COVID vaccine gods this weekend. And man, I'll tell you what. They got all kinds of pictures, these kids. You know, one kid, I bet you this kid's got autism. He's got a set of headphones on and is, you know, just like screaming bloody murder as there's, you know, person sticking a needle into his arm. And all these other kids got little face diapers on. And this one kid with headphones doesn't have a face diaper. That tells me he's probably autistic from previous injections. And the parents are just, how a parent can see what happens to their kid after they give them probably the MMR or one of the other ones, and they go autistic, and they just keep injecting them. What is you wrong with these people? connection for some reason. Uh, it is unbelievable. You know, the vast majority of anti-vax people become that way when they get their kids injected with this stuff after telling, you know, following their doctors. And uh, they, it's, it's amazing what these people do. And, oh, there's a couple of things I wanted to play here real quick. Let me see if I can get these open. Uh, where's my... Doo, 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 doo. This is hey, one Jim. Of... Yeah, go ahead. Leon here. Mm -hmm. Did you uh, did you listen to, to Dr. Martin at the, at the COVID convention in California? I've seen several things from Dr. Martin in several different COVID conventions. The one that I, I got one just uh, the last day or two that was phenomenal it was about uh 35 40 minutes long and he was given a breakdown of all the stuff um you know fauci and uh, crimes against humanity and all that kind of stuff um he told us to quit using the term vaccine is that the one you saw you yeah start telling for what it is yeah yeah just start people don't accept it anymore quit using their language yeah, there is, no, there is no COVID-19, there is no SARS-CoV-2, they're bioweapons, there's no vaccines, they're bioweapons. And uh, you're all immune, you are all immune, you're all healthy, you're mm -hmm. immune. Yep. Check this one out. This is really pretty cool. This is a pharmacist. It's uh, all of about a minute long. Okay, I literally get asked this every single day. I'm a pharmacist and people are hesitant to take the vaccine it is not because they are stupid or uninformed this is an unopened sealed box of one of the vaccines this is the package insert 
that is supposed to tell you everything you need to know about the, whatever you're putting into your body. All medications come with this. The difference is they usually come with something written inside of the package insert. This, this is why people hesitate to take it. It's not that they don't care about people. It's not that they're stupid. We just don't have enough information. It's your choice. I'm not saying whether I've been vaccinated or not. I'm telling you, this is why people hesitate to get the vaccine. Yeah, I wish you could see the video because she's actually opening up a box of these things, pulling out the the insert, and which is, you know, normally it's a little piece of paper that's been folded into a thing that's about an inch wide and three or four inches long, but it opens up to something the size of a small blanket. <laughs> it's totally blank. There's nothing on it. You know, normally those things, when you open them up, and I've seen them, they're huge. You know, you get like a three by four foot piece of paper that's uh, real thin paper and it's covered both sides with information about whatever the you know not this particular one but the other uh, injection things uh, whether it's MMR or DPT or whatever um, it's just loaded with real fine print about what these things do to you and this one is blank <laughs> there's nothing on it and uh, that just shows you what's going on here. Um, oh, my goodness. There was another one that uh, I saw yesterday that was uh, Reiner Fulmich, uh, the attorney from Germany. And he was given about a 40-minute long breakdown of what his uh, investigation has shown thus far. And it is flat out, you know, for us it's not a big deal. But for most people, it would be considered eye-opening. Um, he covers all the bases. And shows that this thing was, you know, planned years and years and years ago by Fauci and company. And that uh, there's no reason for any of it. The the lockdowns were totally worthless. The face diapers, totally worthless. Uh, everything that we know. But um, his research with all the, you know, the top-notch people he's interviewed um, has proven all this stuff. And again... It's shown as it's basically crimes against humanity. And the sad thing is, and that's one of the things that David Martin uh, alluded to again, was that he's got this information and it has been provided to anybody who will potentially listen. One of the things he's mentioned towards the end of it was, you know, stop supporting Ron, uh, Rand Paul. Uh, Rand Paul, who has, you know, been like a supposedly acting like a you know a bulldog going after Fauci in these uh, congressional hearings but he has personally had the uh, all the information that Dr. Martin has has been forwarded to Rand Paul um and never once has he ever used that to deliver the you know the the knockout punch so to speak when he's had Fauci testifying before the Senate and it just appears that all he's doing is using this to boost his campaign coffers. Uh, looking like a bad boy, but, you know, never going all the way. And, you know, he should be delivering the kill punch shot to this dude and isn't doing it. And so many people have uh, been given this information and not one attorney general, not one person in law enforcement, whether it's federal or, or local, 
no one has ever taken a hold of this stuff and tried to do anything with it. And he's got the information, got him dead to rights, clear back to the early 2000s. And it's, it's just absolutely disgusting that Fauci has been able to get away with all this stuff all this length of time. And basically now he's putting it in our position where we have to do something because nobody else in government will. We have to make sure that people know about it. And that's why I'm talking about it here. And hopefully you guys are spreading the word to anybody to listen. Um, it's just one of those things that we've got to do something about it. But uh, as this goes on, they keep rolling out these injections, bioweapons. Hundreds of thousands of children between the ages of 5 and 11 were sacrificed to the COVID-19 gods this weekend, getting their first injections of the satanic ritual uh, with many of them having uh, this done in right in Christian churches. That's what's so disgusting is anybody who claims to be a Christian that says this is right. This has to be uh, one of the darkest weekends in our nation's history. Uh, all the products produced by the satanic medical system uh, injections have to be the most evil when it comes to children because it takes a denial of faith in God to trust uh, trust him to protect your child, and instead trust in the pharmaceutical company Pfizer that has a long history of criminal activities and is probably the most evil company in the world. And that goes back, you know, I played this a uh, week or so ago uh, before I went on vacation, Dr. Brian, uh, Brian Artist, who basically says that, you know, he's got four or five kids, the oldest in, is in their early 20s, and that child was the only one who was ever given any childhood vaccines for about the first year. Then he started doing some research, and from that point on, he said, none of my kids are ever going to get this stuff again. I'm, he started thinking and realized that, hey, you know, to inject your kids with this stuff is basically say God screwed up. You know, God was incapable of making a human being with an immune system that functions and protects them from these illnesses. And, you know, you hear all this stuff now about how measles is such a deadly disease and chicken poxes could kill your child and all this other junk. The thing is, before they had a alleged vaccine for these things, they were considered childhood infections. You get it, you get through it, it was a rite of passage, you were done, and, you know, one in a million, if that, you fewer than that, would die from measles regularly. I mean, it was not a deadly disease. It only became a deadly disease once they had a vaccine for it. And that's the history of vaccines. You don't think about this stuff, it's a non-issue, and you just deal with it, get over it, and have lifetime immunity, and then all of a sudden they come up with a vaccine for it. Now it's a terrible, terrible thing that we have to protect the people from this scourge and especially the young children. You know, what it's all about is getting these kids on the, uh, the pharmaceutical dole for, you know, from basically from cradle to grave. And you look at the people that had, that started out getting childhood vaccines by the time they get to the, you know, my age, 50, 60, 70, whatever, I'm in there somewhere, um, they're, they're now some of the sickliest people on the planet because they, and they've been taught, you know, from that time, you gotta, gotta go to the MD, go to the MD, go to the MD, get a, get a hangnail, go to the MD, whatever it is, he's the answer. Bull crap. <laughs> 
And then on the other side of things, the people that never went to the doctor, you know, they might have been delivered by one, but uh, more than likely they were delivered at home by a midwife and uh, never saw the inside of a hospital, never got an injection. They're the healthiest people you've ever seen. And they have long, healthy lives. They don't have any problems. They don't have any of the issues. And when they do, they deal with it naturally rather than going to the witch doctor. And they are much, much, much better off. And uh, that's what we promote here, doing things naturally, especially now because uh, if you have COVID, you go to a hospital, that's basically a death sentence. Uh, And that's the thing. You know, they talk about all these people that have died from COVID. Number one, according to CDC's own number, only about 4 to 6% of the people who allegedly died from COVID actually died from COVID. They might have had it. They might have tested positive, but that doesn't mean anything because the tests are worthless. But, you know, it was all done to drive up the numbers. That's one of the things that Reiner Fulmich mentioned is that in all this time worldwide, we had this so-called pandemic and we did not have a boost in death rate. We actually had a drop in death rate in 2020. And you don't get that if you have a true pandemic. (laughs) You know, where's all the bodies? You know, they didn't open up a brand new uh, cemetery anywhere. You know, if you got an extra half a million bodies that have died on top of all the other causes of death, which is what they tried to allude to. Gee whiz, where's all the, uh, where are all these people being put? Uh, we're not uh, we're not building new crematoriums. We're not building new cemeteries. We should have bodies stacked all over the place, waiting to be disposed of one way or another. But that's not the case, because all they did was change the records to say that everybody that died in 2020 died from COVID. Gee, wasn't that convenient? And they, that's the way these things work. You know, in a, I've heard it said in a real pandemic, every single person on the planet would know 30 or 40 personally, people that they know personally that were died and had died from this disease. No one knows that. You might have somebody, one or two or maybe three, not 30 or 40. So this whole thing is an absolute scam and we got to quit playing their games. That's that's one of the, the key things that... Um, uh, Dr. David Martin brought up. Let me uh, bring up that recording real quick and we'll just play a few minutes of it since we have a little bit of time. Um, <laughs> should have these things queued up ahead of time, but unfortunately, let me get past the introduction. I think I may already have. Our next speaker. Yeah. One more time, folks. Let's hear for David Martin. Here we go. I, I, I always love when I'm introduced as, as a guy who you need to take notes with because these are about rallies, these are about excitement. And the last time I, I was at a rally or anything exciting, we, we had balloons and we had popcorn and not notepads and pens. But I have to tell you that Clay is right. If you're going to take notes, make sure that you take notes. But the most important notes to take, I'm warning you, are in the first three slides. So if you get lazy, don't try to pace yourself. Make sure you get everything in the first three slides. And the best thing about that is if you really need the slides, I'll make sure that everybody has a copy of this because I'll let the conference uh, share them around. 
So here we go. I cannot be on stage anywhere without asking you, first and foremost, do not participate in the propaganda of this conspiracy. Number one, there is no SARS coronavirus 2. There is a bioweapon that in 1999 was paid for by Anthony Fauci, was patented at the University of North Carolina Chapel Hill in 2002. It was the recombinant coronavirus, which had the following protocol that was actually a bioweapon created by NIAID for this very moment. And that bioweapon was an infectious replication defective, their words, not mine, infectious replication defective clone of coronavirus. 1999, people, this bioweapon was engineered to destroy humanity. And if we started talking about a bioweapon and not a vaccine or a virus, we'd get a lot of progress. Number two, there is no COVID-19. There is influenza-like illness. And that influenza-like illness has been around for a long time and will be around for a long time. When the World Health Organization invented the notion COVID-19, it is the first disease in human history to have no clinical diagnostics. None. It's diagnosed by committee and symptom because we had to make up the term asymptomatic carrier, which does not exist. You are healthy. That's what you are because you're human. That's it. You are not an asymptomatic carrier of anything other than their nonsense. Stop using their language. And fourth and most importantly, there is no vaccine. There is a bioweapon that is being injected, which was engineered. And I want you to read this on the screen behind me because this is from 2015. Peter Daszak, the very man who is the Wuhan money launderer in chief for Anthony Fauci, the very man who violated the United States law by outsourcing gain of function research, except for UNC Chapel Hill, which kept it going legally because they got an exemption from Anthony Fauci to a moratorium. Did you hear what I just said? An exemption to a moratorium. Doesn't feel like a moratorium if there's the, oh, by the way, we told you not to do it. Keep doing it. In 2015, this quote was made by Peter Daszak at the National Academy of Sciences. Until an infectious disease crisis is very real, present, and at the emergency threshold, it is often largely ignored. To sustain public funding. Do you hear him say to sustain public health? No. To sustain public funding beyond the crisis, he said we need to increase the public understanding for the need for medical countermeasures such as a pan-influenza or pan-coronavirus vaccine. Did you read what's on this screen? 2015, the conspiracy of domestic terror was publicly declared. And you guys think this started in December of 2019 when a bat and a pangolin walked into a bar in Wuhan and hung out and went on a bender? You're supposed to believe that story, except for the conspiracy was published. These are their own words. And by the way, before you actually think that I'm making this up, let's read the next sentence, shall we? A key driver is the media, 
and the economics will follow the hype. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. The economics, I thought we were talking about public health. The economics will follow the hype. We need to use that hype to our advantage to get to the real issues. Investors will respond if they see profit at the end of the process. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the admission of five felonies in the United States. Five. I'm going to unpack them for you, so stay with me. This is the admission of five felonies in the United States, and not a single governor, not a single Department of Justice member, not a single U.S. attorney, not a single attorney general, not a single elected official in this country will actually allow this quote to go into the public record. So guess what? It's on you to do it. This is the quote that you need to send to every single elected representative, every single appointed representative, every school board. This is an admission of a felony criminal conspiracy to kill and maim Americans. Now, that's all I'm going to play for now, but I uh, put the link to the actual video in the chat room. It's also on the Telegram channel, and I also put the uh, link for the um, findings of Dr. Reiner Fulmick's uh, uh, investigation in the chat room and the Telegram channel. So uh, I encourage you to watch both of those. They are excellent, uh, spelling out everything that's going on with this stuff. It's just absolutely unbelievable. Now, also, uh, lately I've seen some things uh, uh, where they've been interviewing, um, what's his chops, Alan uh, Dershowitz, and they introduce him as the author of the new book, The Argument for Vaccines. <laughs> uh, good grief. Um, let me double check, make sure that's the actual. The Case for Vaccines by Alan Dershowitz. There's also another book called The Case Against Vaccines. And this one is by Kent Heckenlively, who works with Judy Mikovits. And I got both of those in Kindle form. And I started reading, I, I, I hated to spend the money because I don't want Dershowitz to make anything <laughs> off of it, but I figured it'd be worth it because I want to look at his, what he has to say, because everything is just making no sense whatsoever. Um, to be claiming to be a constitutional uh, scholar and to not see anything in the first, uh, fourth, and fifth amendments, uh, you know, we all know, based on Rogers' information, that only certain people have access to those uh, things. But uh, the generally dumb public believe that everybody do, supposedly. And Dershowitz is one of them, and he's used those arguments in the past. But for some reason, religious exemptions just don't apply here. Uh, because it, there's no way that God would ever, you know, say not to uh, vaccinate your children, vaccinate yourself against something that's going to save lives. And the thing is, and I, I started reading the thing, and I got into it a short bit, and I said, I've got to order the hard copies because I want to make notes. <laughs> and it's a lot easier to highlight on a hard copy. But, you know, even with Kindle, you can hard light, uh, hard light, uh, highlight on, uh, on the, in the Kindle version as well. And uh, let me go back here a little bit. Okay. Um, 
says controlling a raging pandemic requires cooperation, coordination, minds open to new ideas, non-ideological compromises, and a willingness to acknowledge mistakes when new information disproves old formulations. Our current culture is not a cause for optimism in confronting COVID. To paraphrase Benjamin Franklin's dire prophecy about hanging separately, we must join forces in combating COVID or we will surely become victims of it. Yeah, right. It would also require amending the Constitution if it were deemed necessary to ban all... Okay, he's he's making cases for other things uh, like talking about guns and... Uh, mandatory masking, an easy case. There's evidence that masks help stem the transmittability of COVID. Now, the interesting thing that I I figured I would see in this book, and I am so far, is the fact that he doesn't present any scientific evidence to say that this is the case. Here he says, he makes a statement, this evident, there, there's evidence that masks help to stem the transmiss- transmittability of COVID. It doesn't much matter how much masks help, so long as there is a rational basis for requiring masks, the courts will uphold this mandate. <laughs> Satisfying uh, this low evidentiary standard is all that is necessary because compelling a person to wear a mask in certain places is a rather minimal intrusion on freedom. There is no compelling evidence that it is a health hazard to ordinary people. Again, wrong. It may be an inconvenience, but facial freedom is not a constitutional right. Nor is there a compelling moral, political, or legal argument against being required to inconvenience oneself in the interest of protecting others. You know, he's making several you know, assumptions here that he can't back up. You know, just because Fauci says it's protecting others, that's where they came out with the lie of asymptomatic transmission. Because then you become an unknowing super spreader. You could be affected and don't even know it, and you're just going all over the place spreading it. When in fact, these idiots that get these injections are the typhoid Marys. They're the ones that are now producing spike proteins from now until the day they die, And every place they go, every person they come in contact with is being put at risk. But they never think about that, do they? They just come up with these BS arguments that have no scientific basis. And they don't make any, you know, there should be a footnote there where it says there's evidence saying that face masks help. Okay, there should be a footnote that uh, leads to the study that backs up what you're saying. But does he do that? No, absolutely not. And it just goes on and on and on. Uh, he has absolutely no scientific backing for any of the assumptions he makes and just uh, goes off the deep end just with the assumption that, number one, COVID's real. Number two, mask work. Number three, socialist distancing works. Number four, the alleged injections, bioweapons actually work. There's no proof to any of that. So his whole argument goes down in flames because he can't prove the with scientific accuracy anything he's saying. It's just assuming that if this is the case, it's the old if then, you know, if this is true, then this is what we should be doing. Well, this isn't true. And just because you assume it's true or some lying SOB like Fauci tells you it's true doesn't mean it is. Fauci, unlike what he says himself, is not science. 
and it just goes on you know that's so far i'm up to chapter eight and um it's been the same thing throughout and uh now i i just saw that uh, during the show uh, my books were delivered so they're sitting down on my front step <laughs> i have both the the case for the case against and another book um, by Dr. Judy Mikovits, uh, the case that basically destroys everything having to do with masks. And uh, we're going to be looking at those over the next few days, kind of picking it out. I'm sure that the, uh, the case against mask mandates will, by, uh, by heck and lively, have the scientific studies to back up what they say. And it's interesting, the books were, I don't know if this is actually, uh, if it was planned this way or what, but the the case for vaccine mandates is a blue book with white lettering, and uh, the four is in black with a yellow background, and the case against vaccine mandates are red. So we got blue states, we got red states. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the lettering for the, the title is white except for against. It's just the opposite, where with the other one it was black for and a yellow panel behind it. Now we have a black panel against uh, behind against, and the letters of against are, are yellow. So it's like um, they were very, very, whoever, I don't know if they were put together by the same uh, publishing company or if there was some kind of... You know, they saw one coming out, so the other one came out with theirs very similar. Uh, I'm not sure. It's it's rather interesting, but I think the case against vaccine mandates is going to have the stuff in it that really proves their case, where Dershowitz, it's all conjecture. You know, he's making assumptions that are wrong, and then his his entire argument is based on those incorrect assumptions, where heck and lively, again, working with Dr. Judy Mikovits, I'm sure has the science to back up what he's saying. So it should be rather interesting. But uh, this will be books number, I think, uh, 8, 9, and 10 that I've read on the topic of COVID-19 um, since this all got started. I have been researching this stuff back and forth, up and down. Um, everything that I can get that looks at least somewhat credible with the exception of this current one, the case for vaccine mandates, which I knew was not credible, but I just wanted to shoot holes in his theories. <laughs> and it's becoming, it's, it's too easy. And that's a sad thing for someone who is a, a Harvard University, you know, uh, legal scholar and all this crap, especially, you know, a so-called constitutional scholar, um, for this guy to be making these these statements is just flat off off the wall um and if you've seen any of his um interviews i think i can't remember i think i don't know if it was one if it was uh tucker carlson or someone else he did it with where they were just thrown off completely when he said there is absolutely no constitutional you know right or ability or whatnot to deny the uh, you know, taking these vaccines and this kind of garbage. And he hangs his hat basically on the Jacobson case in 1905, which was not about vaccines per se. You know, it was about paying a fine if you refused to do something. And the, the court got it wrong. Of course, he says the court got it right. 
Um, but he says the court upheld the Cambridge, Massachusetts being able to mandate vaccines. And that's not what it was about. It was a simple case where the guy, you know, Jacobson had had a reaction to a vaccine as a child and didn't want to take it and didn't want to pay a $5 fine. And that's what it went to the Supreme Court over. The Supreme Court ruled he had to pay the fine. He never had to take the vaccine. And it was the smallpox vaccine. And if you've seen anything about smallpox, uh, those things were, I mean, the vaccines killed more people than the, than the disease did. As, as it is the case with most vaccines, for that matter. But um, now we have these bioweapons that they're trying to push as vaccines. And this is one of the things that um, people need to look at from a religious standpoint. You know, first and foremost, and this is something I'm thinking about putting together just as an addendum to my wife's uh, already accepted uh, religious exemption at her employer, is number one, you are alluding to well shoot it didn't come up i don't know why that didn't show up on my email here (laughs) um no it didn't i'm just going from scratch but we're going from memory but basically they're they're claiming that um as a healthcare provider we owe it you know it's a it's a thing that we have to do to support and protect the health and safety of our our patients and our staff so that uh, and the safest way to do that is to make sure that everybody is vaccinated against COVID-19. I said okay now you've said this you've made this statement you give an absolutely no scientific background or basis for what you're saying and what you're alluding to. Before I would even consider a Um, allowing you to force me or mandate that I uh, subject myself to a a potentially life-threatening medical intervention. I want to see the science that you're using to base your statements on because it doesn't exist. And that's the thing. That's why they can't do it. They just make these statements and they, they just, you know, assume that everybody is just going to put up, you know, believe what, what they're saying is true, just like Dershowitz did. So prove it. You know, first off, here is a, by, and, and I would at the same time say now, you know, from the CDC, who you guys like to quote so much, here's the thing from them saying that for the average, you know, American who doesn't have massive comorbidities, the survival rate, if you get it, is 99.97 plus percent or more. So you're telling me that what, if I get one of these injections, it's going to increase my chance of survival by 0.003? And that's, I should take a chance on that? I'll take a chance with the 99.97 and, you know, leave chance to that 0.003 if it's okay with you. Um, the other thing is, you say that we have to take a, a COVID-19 vaccine. Okay. Prove that one exists because there is no scientifically de- uh, defined or legally defined vaccine available for COVID-19. These things that they're pushing as vaccines do not qualify legally or scientifically as vaccines. Therefore, they are not. What they do qualify as is bioweapons. 
Now, if you want me to take a vaccine, prove first that one exists by legal and scientific definition. And then prove that it is safe, effective, and approved for human use by the Federal Death Administration or the FDA because none of these things are approved. And if you're going on the lies that you've heard from the lamestream media saying that on August 23rd of this year that uh, Pfizer was given full approval for their Pfizer for their injection, show me proof of that because I have proof here that says that it was not. It was merely an extended uh, use, emergency use authorization. And that's what was dated August 23rd of 2021. So they lied to try and make it appear to be approved when it was not. And it is a violation of federal law to make force a vaccine, emergency use authorization vaccine on anyone who has not been given full disclosure and has made a completely individual decision to accept it. So you cannot mandate these things. You cannot force people to take them. There's no approval for them. So what are you hanging your hat on? Smoke, mirrors, and lies out of the Biden administration. And you call yourselves people that support science? <laughs> Baloney. You have not mentioned science one time in all of this. That's the kind of thing that I want to jam up the backside of the people that are pushing this stuff on my wife. You know, I, you know we, we are not going to comply with your little... Uh, request for this other information because it's, it's clearly an attempt to sidetrack people and trip them up and, and catch them off guard so that you can say, oh, well, you took this, but you won't take that. No, we're not playing that game. You know, you have already submitted an affidavit, which you have never refuted, which means it stands as the highest legal testimony in this case. It's a winner. You cannot say otherwise. It's based on personal, uh, individual, sincerely held beliefs. And you cannot say anything about, well, what, what does your church recommend? Or what does your spiritual leader? Well, you know, Jesus told me not to take it. That's all you got. Simple as that. You know, Jesus told me that you're made in my image. You know. You've got a perfectly functioning immune system that I knew before you were born that you would have to face COVID and who knows what else down the road that these criminals have, are coming up with. And your immune system is perfectly capable of dealing with all those things and you don't need no shots, period. All you got to do is do what I tell you and follow my ways of supporting your immune system and it will take care of you. I'm going with what God says over what man says. Acts 5.29, <laughs> we ought to obey God rather than men. Great video from Space Busters. Ah, I was going to say Mark's got to be in the house somewhere. <laughs> Plandemic is a government-approved genocide. Exactly. Space Busters is a great, uh, you know, if you haven't checked out their page on either on, um, uh, I think they have it on BitChute and uh, uh, Rumble, and of course, uh, Odyssey, O-D-Y-S-E-E.com forward slash at Space Busters, and they've got uh, Once Were the Living. Oh, that sounds like an interesting one. Um, I will, hopefully it won't start auto-playing on me here. 
Yep, there it goes. I have to stop it. Um, Because it's an hour and 54 minutes long, but I will be watching it later. Um, Stuff from Space Busters is really interesting stuff. They do a good job of uh, really... uh, All right, what happened here? Oh, there we are. Thing brought it up on the same... um, browser that I was using for Jitsi and all of a sudden my Jitsi screen disappeared and I had to find my way back. But anyway, um yeah, the uh Space Buster is great stuff. They have a lot of really good things. But uh, the bottom line is none of this stuff and these people have to be exposed for it. You know, they're sitting there making these blanket general statements without any scientific backing and then they're expecting their employees to just willingly subject themselves to what has been proven to be a toxic, life-threatening injection. And these morons just, you know, seem to think that's okay. And you can bet that the people that took the, that are mandating this stuff either haven't taken it themselves or they made sure that they got saline. And it's about a third of the vials that have been obtained for analysis by other physicians that have turned out to be just that, saline. It says on the label, it says COVID-19, you know, air quotes, vaccine, but it's nothing but saline. Now tell me how that happens. Mm-hmm. And also that all of, um, seems like all the, the major um, adverse events has come from like 5% of the lot numbers that are out there. So there's, there's all kinds of really strange occurrences surrounding these toxic bioweapon injections. But number one, and this is the other thing, and I've said this before, if you are not willing to walk away from your job or be fired based on a religious exemption, then don't put in for one because you're a hypocrite. That's what it boils down to. This is a sincerely held religious belief that you find you believe that your body was created in the image of God or whatever the case might be for you. The purple princess told you not to do it, whatever. But if you file a religious exemption, then you should be ready to walk away from your job if they t- turn you down. Don't be like these people. Well, it got turned down, so I guess I got to take it. No, (laughs) then you never qualified for a religious exemption in the first place. And that's something that I can't stress enough. But um, these, all these things out there in the, the, the thing that I watched with Chris Ann Hall a couple weeks ago, she went into it as well, where they were talking about, have you ever had any other vaccines or have you, um, I forget what else, you know, the other things that they were bringing up, but, um, you know, none of that stuff is germane to the case. It's none of their bit. It's none of their business. You know, for so people in the so-called health industry to be asking you personal questions about uh, other medical treatments you've had—that's a violation of HIPAA, and they should know full well that that's the case. Yeah, <laughs> and they're still asking for this stuff. It's none of your freaking business. You're not my doctor. You're my employer for however long and that's the thing everything the other side is doing is just totally illegal 
You know, the courts have ruled that they cannot ask anything other than what is your sincerely held religious belief. But they're doing it anyway. You know, what's going on here? And the problem is, is because I believe at least the federal courts have been given their marching orders. You know, they've already, you know, the the person that sent this uh, email to my wife because it, was, it came through Friday morning while she was still on vacation. I'm sure she's seen it today on her computer at work. But... <coughs> Excuse me. Um, basically, they're already a couple of folks are lining up. They, they contacted an attorney yesterday, and and they're trying to get information from other uh, hospitals and medical groups in the area to see what they're asking for. Not that I know, you know, I can't imagine why they're asking for that because it doesn't really matter, you know. The fact is, is this bunch is asking for stuff they have no right to ask for. And, you know, the federal law specifically says clearly held, you know, sincerely held religious belief. Which means it's personal. It's individual. has nothing to do with whether you go to a church or don't go um, or any other kind of thing. Uh, It can't be held against you because you don't have a, um, you know, some church that, you know, if you don't go to a church, you know, that doesn't mean you can't have a religious belief. And that's what the, the kind of stuff that they're asking for. And they want a section to be filled out by your religious leader, your pastor or whatnot. Um, it's absolutely crazy um, what they're doing and what they're trying to uh, force on people. And I just had to uh, close out chat because I can't <laughs> keep seeing things pop up and it throws me off. Um, but, um, yeah, it's, it's going to get interesting and people need to be ready to walk away because the thing is, is you have no way of knowing if you allow something to be injected. Number one, don't even talk again, don't talk about religious exactions. But if, if, if you take this, you have no way of knowing whether you're going to get one of those vials of the one and three that is saline which the, a lot of the generally dumb public have gotten, and because they're, oh, it's just that, that's no problem, I didn't have any trouble. Well, that's because you didn't really get the injection. You just got salt water, <laughs> you know. Give me a shot of salt water, I'll take that, no problem, and say I've been injected. You got members of the UK Parliament saying that, uh, on record, that, you know, even the people that got saline will be qualified to uh, get their vaccine passports. So, in other words, they're saying that you got saline, you're not protected, but you're protected. That's how good these things are. And, you know, on the other hand, you've got the the statements from the uh, uh, CDC and others saying that these things don't protect you from getting the disease. They don't protect you from uh, spreading the disease. So why is it that, you know, if, you know, they have all these requirements for people... And that's the other thing. You know, they say if you, by, by applying for this religious exemption, you automatically uh, consent to any of the other, um, I forget what they call them, but the alternative things. You know, if you don't take the shot, you have to be wear a face diaper all the time and you have to be tested 27 times a minute, whatever the case might be. And they don't say what those things are. They just say you agree to comply with whatever alternatives we come up with. 
Why is it that only the uninjected have to wear face diapers or be tested when the way these things are set up, you're not, no one is protected from getting it or passing it on whether they're injected or not. So then those same standards for the individuals who are uninjected should also apply to everyone who has been injected. And more so because the other thing that's showing is the only thing that's circulating through the U.S. at this time is the Delta variant. And there's tons of studies that show that the Delta variant comes from people who have been injected. In other words, they're spreading what's going around. And had they not been injected, this thing would be over in the U.S., which is what I've been saying all along. You just ignore it, and 18 months later, it's gone. So there are so many arguments to be made that, and need to be made to show these people for who they are. They're just absolute tyrants trying to force their will on someone without any uh, reasonable standards whatsoever. And I keep going back. Let me see if I can find that here, if it shows up recently. Um, uh, nope. Nuts. I was hoping it was in my recent files, but um, I keep looking at this thing that was uh, filled out by a, I think it was a traveling nurse. And she was, um, you know, basically refusing their... Um, what do you call it, uh, offer. <laughs> uh, and she did some, put some really good stuff in there. You know, I like, you know, when I, when I leave my work at the end of the day, anything I put on for work needs to come back off and I can't take this off once it's injected into me, uh, that kind of thing. And I mean, some really, really good stuff that, um, had I to do it over again, I would probably consider, incorporating that into um, the exemption I did for my wife. But um, at this point, I don't see any need to. It would have been a nice add-on. But um, anyway, those are the kind of things that we'll be looking at a little bit more. And I gotta, when the show's over, I'll run downstairs and grab my new books and start highlighting so I can <laughs> open them up to page such and such. It's a lot easier when you've got the actual book there and you can put little tabs and stuff than when you're using the uh, Amazon's, you know, Kindle app or whatever, the Nook app or whatever. But um, it's uh, it's going to be interesting picking over, you know, uh, Dershowitz's stuff because, like I said, so far I haven't seen any um, medical footnotes. There's a couple in there that are just general things that um, really didn't apply, and I think were bogus studies to start with. But, um, you know, the, uh, he's just making these assumptions and then, and then basing his later assumptions on the incorrect initial assumptions. And, I mean, anybody that even in a, a constitutional scholar such as himself should know that that's not the way you put together an argument. <laughs> I mean, that's an easy way to get it shot down. And I think that that's why he put this book out, because it was more nothing more than to convince the generally dumb public who don't think about these things that, yes, you need to get the shot. And, you know, he didn't think that anybody with any 
you know, analytical thinking skills would take a look at his book and, and punch holes in it. But that's exactly what I'm going to do. And I'm sure there's some others out there that are doing it too. And on the other hand, I think when I get into the case against vaccine mandates uh, by um, uh, heck and lively, it's, it's going to be interesting because I know they'll have the science to back up what they're saying. And it'll be a good thing. But anyway, we are out of time. And there, oh, good, my alarm did work. <laughs> We're out of time for today. It's been an interesting show. Um, hopefully, uh, we will be able to um, uh, carry on tomorrow. And if anybody, like I said, if anybody has questions about um, Hyperfund, send me an email. And we'll get them to the right people to get them answered. Um, get you the help you need, whatever the case might be. But uh, we are out of time, so from here on, get the music started. There we are. We'll be back tomorrow, and we'll do this again, and uh, we'll see where we go from there. But uh, take care of your bodies, because it's the only place you have to live. And we will see you all tomorrow. Take care, and God bless. Thanks, Jim.